Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Inside the Overflow, the podcast with your host, Alicia Best. Alicia believes we all have the potential for greatness, but we choose to walk in it or not. With our greatness, we have the ability to change the world. Her goal is to inspire, empower, and motivate you in each episode. You can find her and her special guest here every Saturday on Blog Talk Radio. You are now inside the overflow. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, everybody. Um, my prayer always is that God blesses you in the overflow. I wish you abundance and love. And if you've ever had a testing, you know and understand a testimony. Uh, here we share our testimonies to help each other begin to walk in our greatness. And I'm so excited about today's show. You know, after we get through with our topic today, and um, my topic for you as far as the off season, I do have my amazing, amazing sister friend, Colin Caldwell. She is going to be on the show today, and she is going to tackle the mindset moment from each episode. You completely know how I feel about the mindset moment. Uh, we'll do a little, we'll talk to Carmen a little bit, and then once we get through talking to her, she will tackle the mindset moment for us. So before we get started in our topic of day, and uh, everyone knows, or if you're just listening in, the topic of the day is usually something that's going on on a national scale, as well as something that's going on locally. Um, it just so happens that the two things that are in the topic of today will cause me to just want to do a quick moment of silence here. Um, so there was another uh, school shooting in Texas, as well as here locally, there was actually a at the graduation ceremony in Lake County. Uh, yeah, this is a touchy one. Um, as a mom of students and uh, yeah, this one is a touchy one. Um, I do just want to, you know, take a moment of silence, also send my love and prayers to the families of those who were involved in both situations. Um, the complete story of what went on may never know. Uh, the media is easily wanting to advertise, you know, the shooting. So I just want to take a moment, a quick moment of silence here, if you don't mind, uh, just for those families who were involved in both of those situations. All right, all right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, so clearly I was up at 4 a.m. this morning for strictly research purposes, okay? Um, I was up at 4 a.m. this morning for research purposes <laughs> because everyone knows it was the royal wedding. And, you know, I was up for research purposes, so we cannot talk about me being up at 4 and staying up so I could see every – I wanted to see every aspect of this wedding live. I slept in between. It was some weird stuff going on with the time, but I really wanted to make sure I saw the main parts of the wedding. Um, first of all, my aunt texted me and was texted me and was like, I'm at work. You get to see the wedding. So this is the thing. The family knows that I have been a fan of the royal family for a long time. And I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to understand that the fan of them is coming from the historic protocol and order that do everything in. Uh, that's a big 
important part of why I enjoy watching them and studying them. And today was historic in its own right. Uh, Duke and Duchess of Sussex, um, Perry and Megan were married today. There were parts of it that stood out the most to me that made it even more historical for me on a different level. First of all, Bishop Michael Curry quoted Martin Luther King in St. George's Chapel in Windsor Castle. We can stop right there. I don't think I ever thought we would hear Martin Luther King quoted in Windsor Castle anywhere, especially not in the chapel. So if you know anything about royal family, we're, we're just unheard of. Uh, he did it in such an amazing way. Uh, his whole speech on love can, is probably going to be played forever until the end of him because he made so many valid points. Just him quoting Martin Luther King today and chapel was a big part of the, you know, uh, order of the wedding. And it was placed, and, and what people want to know is everything about this wedding had to be approved by the queen. So please don't think the site that choir just happened and she knew nothing about it. No. Every part of this wedding is you have to have approved from what you wear, from what Prince Harry wore, from what where everything had to be approved. So it's not like anything that you saw was something that showed up out of nowhere and no one knew was coming. No, they planned this to be and rehearse it. So she did every bit of it. So it was purposely a inclusion, I think. And that's what I saw because there were a lot of people in there. Now I've seen uh Royal Weddings previously and I've seen some, you know, old footage of them. Um there's not a lot of mixed cultures. So today's wedding had a lot of mixed culture and and that was an amazing thing to see because that's never been done. So that was my whole point. I just wanted to see that for myself and see how we're going to be able to do it seamlessly. And they did. Um, Oprah Winfrey, probably one of my favorites, looking like my aunt on Sunday with that hat. Come through, oh, come through, come through. I all for the hat. I all for the out. Somebody knew that Oprah was going to church for this wedding. You know, this is not a festivity. You don't have the right hat. And Oprah like, I got one of those. Awesome, and I was excited about it. Serena and Alexis threw Serena to the wedding before the French Open. She got time. For it. She got time to come through the wedding, wedding with her twists or braids at the wedding. Culture, I loved every second of it. Um, Idris and his fiance Serena, Idris at the wedding. Like this was amazing to me. Like these are people I did not know were going. You know, they had speculations on who was going to be there. I really wanted to see what they wore and, you know, them in that environment because that's not an environment we go in. So it was amazing to see everybody together um, and the royal family together and Megan was absolutely beautiful. And I know anything about the royal family as well, Sarah Ferguson was there. Now, she has had her issues with the royal family due to some things in the fact, you know, in the past. But we all have those things in our families, you know, stuff that goes on. We don't want anybody to you know, know about, but hers got out of the media and it was some bad stuff and they kind of had put her aside even though she technically was still a family. So for her to be there, it was as if a purpose a purpose point here of making sure she was in attendance by uh, Prince Harry uh, being in his family. So I just you know, wanted to touch on that because I've been up for a long time. I am like hyped because my sister friend is going to be on in just a moment, Miss Carmen Caldwell, and she's going to tackle my favorite part of the show 
the mindset moment. I have been so blessed by the guests who've been on the mindset moment. Uh, each and every episode, I go back and listen to myself just to digest the information that I gain from so many amazing people. Now, my title today for you before we go into that mindset moment and our interview with Ms. Carmen is the off-season. So I've come to the conclusion that the off-season is where champions are created. The off-season is where leaders are created. What you do today is the foundation for tomorrow. I was doing a personal study on work ethic. Um, I decided to go through YouTube and just get some videos on some of the world's greatest in their work ethic, like the Serena Williams and the Floyd Mayweathers and the, you know, Michael Jordans and the LeBron James and the Kobe Ryan. So, you know, just look at all of these greats in the world. A common factor so far is what they're doing during their time outside of the lights and the cameras, what they're doing when nobody is looking. So, I've understood that I don't have to be on that level of greatness to work on my greatness where I am. But it's going to take me to focus and anyone else to focus on what you're doing when no one is looking. What are you doing when no one is watching you when the lights are off? Are you, you know, even for like a podcast, am I studying? Am I trying to be better? Am I doing things that will, in the end, make it a better show? Am I changing things? Am I listening to those? You know, so whatever it is that you're doing, I was recently speaking to some students who, uh, you know, were graduating, and we were talking about how they say they uh, don't like school, they hate school. I mean, we've all been there, we're like, we don't, we hate school, but saying that they hated school, and I was just trying to get them to realize and understand that this is the foundation, this is just the beginning of the process. What you do now is the foundation for what's going to happen tomorrow. So instead of looking at it as work, or I hate it because you're here now, look at it as a stepping stone or a, you know, gift to the next step. We're not going to get there if we're not doing the work when it's looking. You know, when everybody else is playing, what am I doing? Am I reading? Am I studying? Okay, math may not be my favorite subject. So when things are down, am I studying? We all have access to phones and social media. So just this week is my tip. Of just think about what you're doing in the off season. What are the things you're doing when no one is looking? Everybody else. Now, what are you doing to better yourself? What are you doing in the privacy when the doors are closed? Are you praying? Are you meditating? What are you doing to set yourself up for greatness? So when you walk out and the lights are on, that's your time to shine. You don't have time to go out and work then. You got to work, you know, behind the scenes. So I just wanted to make sure to give you a tip, you know, this week of the off season. Um, now. I also want to make sure that if you ever catch the show live, you want to call in. The guest call number is 845-277-9109. Uh, also, you can visit the Inside the Overflow Instagram page as well as the www.insidetheoverflow.com website. Now we're just going to hear a small introduction about Ms. Carmen before we bring her on. Carmen Caldwell is an inspirational speaker and Love and Relationship Coach. She is the founder and CEO of Life Fulfilled Coaching and Consulting, LLC, a personal empowerment company providing inspirational messages, workshops, and coaching focused on connecting clients to faith, life, and love. 
Carmen's primary areas of expertise are healthy love relationships, personal empowerment, and faith development. Her goal is to connect people to a faith that manifests, a life that excites, and a love that fulfills. She intertwines biblical principles with research and evidence practices to offer a holistic approach to her clients. Carmen is also the creator of Funky Fresh Faith, a line of apparel and gifts aimed to encouraging Christians in their faith. She brings both her formal and informal education and experiences to each of her clients, providing a very welcoming and engaging atmosphere for connection, growth, and change. Carmen is a licensed and ordained minister. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Biology from Albany State University, a Master's in Public Administration from the University of Washington, and a Master's of Divinity from McAfee School of Theology. Community involvement and service are large components of who Carmen is. She serves as part of the ministerial staff at New Mercy Baptist Church in Griffin, Georgia. She serves as a board member of the Spalding County Collaborative Board of Directors and the Griffin Spalding Chamber of Commerce. Carmen is also a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, serving on as the Social Action and Membership Committee. Of all her titles and accolades, Carmen is most proud to be called Ani by her nieces and nephews. She is the third of four siblings and resides in Metro Atlanta area. Inside the overflow, please welcome my sister friend, Carmen Caldwell. Hello, Carmen. Hey, hey. I'm so excited to be on this morning. Hey, I'm so excited you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> and how are you? And I was wondering, I said, she's going to be up watching that wedding. Oh, my goodness. It was, well, I didn't, I, I, caught, I caught the highlights. <laughs> Absolutely, I was. And I was so hyped because it was like the wedding, and then I got ready for the show. I was like, I'm going to just. I'm just I could later, but you know, I, I wanted to tackle that. But it was she looked so beautiful, like so like, beautiful, like, <laughs> simply, and it was just simply beautiful, simply elegant. wasn't a whole lot of bling and you know extra things to it. it was just simply beautiful. Absolutely, that's what I thought too. I thought her dress like, spoke for her. Um, from what I've yes. seen, she wore in the past, and they, it seemed like her. It, she didn't seem a place, or it, it was her, like. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's me that we get you on on the day of the wedding because I know you yes. help with relationships and love. So this I works do. out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I, 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 I want to ask, do you hear me fine? Do you hear me fine? I want to ask that because if, if I, I hear like a little break in, in the phone. So. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more, Carmen, about Life Fulfilled Coaching. So uh, Life Fulfilled Coaching and Consulting is, just as you said in the introduction, we are, I am a personal empowerment uh, company focused on love and relationships. I do uh, family and personal development as well, some youth development too, just really supporting people into living a life where every day, I mean, my goal is for people I encounter and work with and who I'm a part of their change and transformation process, when their head hits the pillow, I want them to feel fulfilled about their day, that they did the things that they have been called to do, that they have used their gifts and purpose and poured out fully, uh, did life full out that day, so that when our head hits the pillow, we can say, today I lived a life fulfilled. Absolutely, and that's awesome because a lot of a lot of people uh, 
are not currently, they really don't know how to get to the purpose part and feeling. Yeah. So I like that you said each and every day um, you know, that you, when the person hits the pillow, because it can't be small steps, right? You know, like small steps exactly. of things. Yeah, so exactly. So very much small things. It doesn't have to be a huge, you know. And I tell people, you know, a lot of times people look for purpose outside of themselves. It's already in us. Mm-hmm. I believe we all have the same purpose. Um, and, and in my mm-hmm. mind, it is to um, use our gifts to discover, and then use those gifts, talents, skills, abilities, our passions, to then serve other mm-hmm. people. And um, I, I think that's our purpose now. How we are called to do that, and what arenas and what venues. That may be a different thing, but um, the purpose, we all have that one purpose. Within us is, is as you would all often say, greatness. And then how do we share that greatness to then engage and connect with other people's greatness so that we can see that just uh, multiply over the world? Yeah. And that's actually one of my favorite parts of Inside the Oval is because I feel like we often, sometimes we keep our tests ourselves. It's hard for other people yeah. to understand or you start to think you're by yourself. But as you mm-hmm. pour into each other and realize, hey, I'm not by myself. Like, you've been through this too? Oh, well, tell me how you got out of the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes we get so mm-hmm. high up, we get to tell people, no, I was low. Like, I was really low. And, you know, <laughs> and, and offer that kind of advice and, you know, support. Um, one thing I wanted to make sure to go over with you as far as, like, relationships and love. I know right now with social media uh, and our youth, and uh, you you mm-hmm. with youth for a long time. I know yeah. that, and I wonder how do you? Um, and I was speaking to some students. I, I never tell, but we were talking about relationships because they was talking about a complete relationship was over the phone. Like the person, they never went out. Um, the whole relationship was like on Facetime or something like that, and just wow. you know that losing that connection. You know, of, and I was trying to get them to see. You know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're building on something. And I just yeah. want to, you know, ask you about and see how you feel about it as far as I use, how to get them to see that, you know, only before you get a relationship loving yourself, but how to make sure you portray that to others as well. Yeah, I, I mean, social media, it, it has its amazing points and qualities. I've met some amazing people connected great friendships through that way that I would not have known people in any other way, but it does have its downside because we see it and oftentimes um, kids see that and students, young people see that and think that's the reality and that's the day-to-day. And, you know, I have to remind them, you took 10 selfies before you posted that one. So trust that that other person, you know, they had nine other selfies before that that didn't look good and they chose the one to post. So what we see on social media is usually our best self, our representative mm-hmm. self, is not always the whole picture. Now, do we um, have wonderful times and celebrations and joys in life and where we look flawless? Of course, but that's not every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't literally wake up like this, despite what Beyonce might say. <laughs> we don't, you know, and so we have to put, so helping young people understand that. But I think the other part of it is um, as adults in their lives is modeling healthy relationships with ourselves and other people outside of social media so that they see that, wow, okay, while I see this on social media, I also see in my house and in my community and my church that there mm-hmm. are real connections that are being made, and I needed to, to model that as well after after the adults in my life. So I think we as adults have a role and responsibility in how we show young people how to show up in life and show up in relationships. Absolutely. I think you hit that one on the head. Um, I 
I was actually telling them, I told them that sometimes I think the adults are sometimes a problem, and I have to accept that as the adult because we forget to, that we're the example. So exactly. if we're okay with it, usually they're going to be okay. It's kind of like this passed down line thing that, you know, and I, I told them, you know, it, it's a lot of us, you know, adults. So I'm glad you brought that up as that representation or being that example. Um, yeah, in the community in your home. Says, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I was thinking there's a quote when you said that about passing down the line. There's a quote, and I can't remember who says I need to go back and look, but it says uh, what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. And so mm. if we start tolerating certain behaviors and, we, you know, it's okay to be ratchet on TV, it's okay to carry yourself um, in an unbecoming way as a young lady, it's okay to mm. um, be in negative relationships and stuff, the next generation thinks, wow, well, it's okay. So not only am I going to, you know, um, accept it, I'm going to embrace it. Like that's going to be my new mm-hmm. life. That's going to be the way I mm-hmm. represent, the way I show up. And so you, you're you so right, um, Alicia, that it, we have sometimes dropped the ball in some areas, and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to pick up the ball again, but I think we have to in order to make sure that we have a generation that comes behind us that is um, fulfilled, that they understand uh, healthy relationships with themselves and with other people. Absolutely, and that's that's the thing. It is hard to pick up the ball again. The thing is always, as adults, we're still in the game. We still have time yes. to change our actions or still have time to, you know, change it up or even explain. So sometimes we don't even want to explain to them, you know, this is why I feel this way, you know, and, and this is what happened to me. This is why I do this, you know, just give them those examples because they don't know. Uh, they don't know uh, what what those relationships are or they don't see them. And it's okay to say, you know, I don't, I've never had that kind of relationship. I'm learning too. You know, like that. Right. Because right. they sometimes put us parents and adults, they put you on a pistol and think you've never, you know, been through anything. And, I, you know, <laughs> I always tell my kids, like, get me off of there. I'm a fool. And they're like, well, get me off the pedestal. I'm not perfect. Let me tell get you why. I got a pedestal. thing. Yeah. <laughs> get me off the pedestal. I'm going to fall if you put me up. Every time and it's going to hurt. So, you know, get yeah. me off. But you still have room for those conversations. So, um, talking about self-love that that was one of the um points I also wanted to talk to um I was speaking to my grandmother I talked to her like every day we were talking about relationships I love your grandmother and I, was, I love so, your grandmother <laughs> and we were we were talking about I went on ancestry.com and I actually found her marriage to my grandfather and uh, they were like in a different time frame so their age difference was huge and I was like mom I just need you to really tell me how y'all got together Oh, and um, we were in that conversation. We were talking about self love. It was just me listening to her explaining that at the time she was in a different place. And then once she started to love herself, that's when their relationship started to change because of that age difference. As she started to mm-hmm. mature and become somebody different, you know, their relationship, because, you know, they got divorced when I was really young, but I never understood what were the dynamics of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But after talking to her last night, I realized that she started to love herself and yeah. change the things she was doing and that all of a sudden caused the problem in the relationship um, where yeah. he was more leader in the relationship because she was so young but then she started so how important do you think it is for our you know young men and our young ladies to love themselves before getting into these relationships 
It is key. It is the paramount thing we have to enter into a relationship as. And the the thing about it as young people is they're still growing, and we all are still growing and developing, but they still are um, literally their mind and brain are still growing and developing. And, you know, who, um, how they show up now and teaching them that, that, you know, you need to first have self-love because that relationship that you're in, statistics tells us that, you know, the guy you love at 16 will likely not be the one that's going, that you, you're going to marry and spend the rest of your life with. Although, you know, in that moment to them, it is the absolute world. And I try to honor that and say, I get it, boo, I understand. But showing up and not, and, and helping them to see areas where, um, they might be shrinking, as as in particular young girls, mm-hmm. um, because they feel like they need this relationship. And so helping them identify that that is a um, an area of lack of self-love, like where you can't show up fully, where you have to um, feel like you have to back down, dumb down, um, and allow, you know, and, and that sets it up for, you know, a lot of the um, abuse that happens within teen relationships, domestic violence within teen relationships. Mm-hmm that we see and being loving yourself enough to say, this is my boundary and holding to that boundary. Um, it, it, it's so key at that age. It's key at any age, honey. Cause when I talk to older mm-hmm. adults who are in relationships and, and they realize <laughs> that they have not done a good job of, of doing that. And so the earlier they learn how to love themselves and where they are um, allowing these great areas sometimes to come in. And I, I think that's why it's so important to have people like you, Alicia, in their life to talk to about those things so you can help them see because we're blinded. I mean, really, love is blind. It it, mm-hmm. it, it really can make us blind because our brain starts to do crazy things when those emotions start going off. And so having someone else on the outside to be our eyes <laughs> and then having somebody right. that we trust to fill us you are blind in this moment. You don't see it. Trust my eyes to tell you this is not healthy. You know what I mean? And so it's right, so key, right. the, the self-love piece um, for our young girls, and, but young boys too, because a lot of them have not mm. received um, healthy role models for what love looks like. And so they, um, mm. I was just reading um, some information about young boys and the level of pornography addiction among them. And so they just really are um, – have a distorted view of what love and relationships look like. And, again, yet again, back to adults, for us modeling that for them, teaching them, I did it this way, but this is not the way to go. I went this way, and it caused all kind of scars and pains that I'm still dealing with today, and I want something different for you. All right. Wow. That that was it. That's it. That's that's exactly what I think about it. Love is blind. I, even when we have conversations and I say to them, let me tell you guys the stupid things I did thinking I was in love. And it's like, what? Right. I'm like, yeah, love will have you completely out of character. Um, for yourself, really for love, your family. Mm-hmm. What, right, we call it love, exactly. <laughs> and so once you start taking note of that, you realize, wait a minute, this is not even me. Like, I'm I'm changing myself to be with this person. I'm changing who I am, my core values, things that I believe in, right. to be in something that's unhealthy. So, you know, Carmen, honestly, me and you could do, like, a whole show for like days because we get together that's what we do you know <laughs> like that's what we do I'm so, I'm so glad i'm so glad you get to tackle the mindset moment so everybody uh you know the mindset moment is my favorite part of the show because it allows my guests to speak to uh you on the air and i hand it over to them uh, the mindset moment to me is also the most important 
part because it's part a bite-sized part of what you take throughout the week. Um, so at this time, I will hand the show over to Carmen Caldwell for our mind moment. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited again to be here with you all today. I am just just excited, just excited. And for my mindset moment, I want to talk a little bit about this thing we call gremlins in the coaching world. And really it is those limiting beliefs, disabling beliefs, those things that keep us stuck. Um, Alicia mentioned earlier about being on the off season, and that's when a lot of times the gremlins show up. You know, we start to get lazy or we start to get off our game because we feel like we don't have to perform and we don't have to hold up to this standard because we're no longer in, in season. And the gremlins come. And I don't know if you all remember that movie, uh, Gremlins. I think it was 84 that movie came out. But it had three rules. And one was don't let gremlins get in water, don't feed them after midnight, and don't let them in light. And the reason for these is because if you let them in water, they would absolutely go crazy and multiply. And, and, I mean, multiply exponentially. And then if you fed them after midnight, they would go crazy, like um, really just, turn into, if you remember the negative Greenland strike and all those, they would just turn into these mean monsters. And then if you put light on them, though, they would die. And so if we use that same analogy when talking about gremlins in our lives and how they come up, the things that we must do. First, we can't put them in water because whatever you put in water actually grows. Whatever you feed or whatever you uh, water, it grows. And so when we feed our gremlins water, plant, they, water keeps plants alive. It keeps plants healthy. It keeps them nourished and growing. And that's the direct opposite of what we want to do with the gremlins in our life. So when we're in this off season, we don't want to feed the gremlins that tell us we're not worthy or feed the gremlins that tell us, you know, we didn't deserve it or maybe we didn't perform on the court the way we thought we should or maybe we didn't show up to the meeting in the way that we thought we should and the gremlins are taking over. And I'm telling you, we cannot continue to feed them. We can't water them. Um, they will start to multiply in our lives. And so unconsciously, we start to give these gremlins permission to take over and flood our minds when we don't stop them. So one of the ways we really just stop our gremlins from taking over is to literally stop. I have had to physically stop in my tracks. I've had to physically say stop so that I could stop the track and stop the thought that was going on in my mind around that gremlin. And then one of the other things um, in stopping that gremlin, you know, the, the, the scripture tells us to take thought every captive, take thought, excuse me, take captive every thought that comes against the word of God. And so if there are things that God has promised you that, that are going to happen for you or things that you know uh, that, are, that you're holding on to, a dream, a, a, a vision that you're holding on to, and it may not look like it's going to happen, you need to just tell it to stop. If something coming against your mind and the gremlins in your mind telling you not to, not to take hold of that, then you need to just say stop. Stop. And then after you stop, you need to find out what the truth is about that. Where is that coming from? Is that really a truth or is that just your gremlin speaking? And when that happens, when you find out that, I say, you know, then speak the truth because we can't have two thoughts going on at the same time. 
And so it's so important that we actually physically speak out. Death and life is in the power of our tongue, that we physically speak out the truth that we know. So the gremlin might come and say, hey, you blew it at that meeting, but the truth is you showed up and you gave your best. The truth is that you have another day tomorrow to make it happen. The truth is you actually did really well. You may have, you know, not done 100%, but you did your best effort. You practiced, you got ready, you prepared. So the truth is what's going to actually sustain you and push you through when those gremlins come and when they start to just continue to take over your mind. And, you know, the second thing about gremlins is we can't feed them uh, we, after midnight. And oftentimes it's in the dark hours of the night when we're in the clouds of our issues and our circumstances that the gremlins come. You know, it's not in the brighter day. It's not when the sun is shining. It's not when we just got the award. It's when we just lost the game. It's just when maybe we blew it. And the gremlin comes and says, see, I told you. You weren't going to make it. And you can't continue to be uh, to, to think on that thought and keep letting that thought play. You know, when your head hits the pillow at night, like I said earlier, my goal, my job, what I really love to help people do is to realize that they live their life fulfilled. But oftentimes what comes when people head, hit the pillow are those gremlins that tell them that they're defeated. And so we have to stop those in their tracks so that we can actually begin to speak truth and Sometimes we have to go through the struggle. It is a back and forth. I don't know if you remember those old cartoons where you'd have an angel on one side and a devil on the other side, and sometimes it literally feels that way, and you are fighting for your dream. You are fighting to push through the uh, doubts and the unbelief. You're fighting to push through the pain and hurt, and you are in a struggle. You are in a tug of war, and I want you to know you've already won. You're not uh, struggling or pulling that tug of war from a place of defeat, you're pulling it from a place of victory because God has already promised you what you're gonna, uh, what the the promise that's gonna pa- come to pass in your life. So that's already come to pass. It's already happening. Now we just gotta hold on, keep pulling that rope so we can get to the place where God has already fulfilled the promise. It's called Kairos. It is when the promise and your preparation have met and God is ready to uh, bestow on you and manifest the actual promise that he has for you. So be prepared. Life is going to have some struggles. You're going to experience some struggles in your life. You're going to experience the gremlins coming to actually reinforce the struggles in your life. They're going to be speaking to your very weaknesses, your very pain, your very insecurities. They're going to be speaking to that. And so you have to have the wherewithal. You have to already know your stuff. That's why it's so important to know yourself and know your stuff and know that's how he's going to attack at your weakest moment, at your weakest point. And so if you have to have um, affirmations around your house and your car at your desk at work, wherever it needs to be to reassure you so that you have truth around you at all times, because as the third gremlin rule says, when we shed light on gremlins, they will die. And light represents truth. It represents the facts. It may not be, it may not look like it. It may not look like things are going the way they are, but the truth is, that you are going to overcome. The truth is you are more than a conqueror. The truth is that you are greater greater in you that is within you than that is within the world. So I don't know what might be coming your way or face, but I want you to stand up, flat-footed, shoulders back and head up, saying, I am more than a conqueror. The truth is I am a child of God. The truth is I have purpose. The truth is I have a calling, and I'm living it out 
wholeheartedly to the full. And so as gremlins come, I want you to remember the three rules. Do not let them get water on them. Do not water them. Do not, do not give them water. And then when they come in the midnight hour, do not feed on them. Do not keep thinking about them because whatever you feed and whatever you water will grow. And we want to kill our, de- our, our, our gremlins by actually shedding light, the light of truth on them, the truth of who you are, the truth of who God called you to be. And if you're not sure about that yet, you need to talk to Alicia, give her a call, come see me, see somebody so that they can speak life into you, teach you, show you, help peel back those layers of hurt and pain so that you can then see the beautiful gem, the beautiful creation that God created in you. I thank you all for your time and for listening. I am just so excited for what this show inside the overflow is doing. I hope that you are listening, that you're taking notes to all the shows. I'm just so honored to be a part of this this call, this call and this talk, this um, podcast, because the power of connecting other people and the power of this mindset moment is so key because everything, everything we think we will be, we will be. So if you think you're going to be great, you're going to be great. And if you think you're not, you're going to be not. You're not going to be great. And it's simple as that. And so we can get our minds right. We can set our minds focused on the things that we know we're to do. We will see the manifestation of that in our lives. And it's in the smallest things from the relationships that we're in to the job that we have to the career to our businesses to um, even our faith, how our mindset is and how we even enter into prayer and into faith with God is so important. And so I appreciate you, Alicia. I appreciate Inside the Overflow for this opportunity and the the, um, set-aside, dedicated time for the mindset moment. Thank you so much. Yes, Corbin, yes. I was over (laughs) here, like, cheering this on because I have those gremlins. And I and that's why I, let me tell you that's exactly why I love the mindset moment because it, it, when you open up the, your when you open yourself up to listen and you open your mind up to be not closed off like I'm gonna be open to this I'm gonna see what's being said I'm gonna open my heart and just see you start it's a mirror sometimes and it is. It, Every every episode so far, thank God for it. every episode so far. Someone has given me a minute, like, yeah, this is oh yeah, you. I've like, been listening. I've absolutely enjoyed them. Yes, yeah, and and I think that moment of just realizing, you know, that mirror to you of if you open your heart and you just open your, you just take a moment, to open your mind and listen to something different. Just listen to what is being said and allow it to pour into you. And you know, when you go through those times with the grim. These are the things that are going to come up to help you fight. These are the things that yeah. are the light that's going to shine because it's going to be that kind of, no, you know, I heard that or I've been, that's what I've been pouring into myself. Those moments I'm taking on Saturday morning just to listen and hear and pour into my summer. I just want to, I really want to thank you. Uh, thank you. you. Today. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem at all. You, you were a true blessing today. And it was so real, so relatable to what we needed to today and I, I'm always excited about that. One of my main focuses with mindset moment, I never tell a guest what to do in mindset moment. I just am like, you go, this is your time and then and by doing it and like allowing someone to be free in their gift, you realize their gift. You know, you realize mm-hmm. this is what they mm-hmm. do, this is how they work because you, you know what to say to pour into someone. You know, you know, you may not know anyone that's listening 
If you ever catch the show live, I do want to remind you, you can always call in at 845-277-9109. But like she said, you can reach Carmen on social media. You can reach, uh, you know, inside the overflow on social media. If you're ever in a space and you just need to pour into you, the, you, the people that you're surrounded with, the people, because sometimes you get those gremlins and it's a dark space that you kind of may not know how to get yourself out of. Uh, get around right. some people who can pour into you. Get around some people who want to protect your gift with you. They understand. They want it. They want you to grow. They're they're rooting for. Um, you need those people, and and don't water it. Like she said, don't don't water it. Don't don't give it life. Don't give it life. Um, I am so excited about this. I'm like I'm over here bubbling over. I was supposed to get tired so I could go to sleep, but it's not going to happen ever. Because <laughs> now I'm hiding. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I got myself drunk. I'm like, man, what? I got myself all happy all over again. <laughs> like, yes, like this is it. But uh, again, everybody, I just, I just want to thank everybody. If you listen to, the show, you know how I feel. About you. I say it in every show. I wish you love and abundance. I pray that God blesses you and overflows so much into you that you can pour into your family and the people around you. And things begin to change just by us pointing to each other each every Saturday. Um, I do want to make sure just to give a special thanks to my guest, Carmen Caldwell, today. As we end the show, I just want to make sure every uh knows that, uh, you know, inside the overflow is love, is peace. Um, you know, check us out online. And, you know, I'll, I cannot wait to, you know, be with you on next Saturday. I have another great place for our in mindset moment inside overflow so i wish you the best on this saturday have a safe one everyone thank you for listening to inside the overflow the podcast also thank you to our guest this week you can follow inside the overflow on instagram and twitter please make sure to subscribe and follow for updates thanks again for listening join us next week right here inside the overflow